0: I got to see the future stars of the LA Kings up close and personal, and I'll tell you what I saw. It's Friday, July 15th. I'm Eddie Garcia. This is Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So today, Friday, was the fifth and final day of the LA Kings developmental camp, and I was able to get out to the Toyota Sports Performance Center in El Segundo and check out some of what will almost certainly be the future of the LA Kings. Six of the Kings' seven draft picks from this month's draft were there. Uh, we're going to focus on two of them coming up in just a moment, as well as former number one picks Quinton Byfield, Brant Clark, and Tobias Bjornfoot. Now, I don't want to assume that everyone knows what a development camp is. I guess the name does kind of say it all, but it is a camp where players drafted over the last few seasons and some special invites, non-drafted players, and players that the Kings are interested in gather and learn what it's like to be a pro. There are some simulated games, but most of the players are put through drills to help refine areas of their game. There's also off-ice learning and talks about health and nutrition, and there is some team-building exercises that go on as well. There are some players that are there that this is their first exposure to bring to being a, a professional hockey player. Now, I was thinking, I'm not really sure how long the NHL has been holding these developmental camps Uh, They are standard for pretty much every team in the NHL at this point. I know the Kings have been doing it for at least the last 15 years or so, uh, maybe longer. I could be wrong, but I'm guessing that when Kings GM Rob Blake was coming up as a pro player, that he probably didn't go through a development camp. But uh, I could be wrong about that. It seems like it is something that is uh, developed in the last couple decades. Um, But anyway, uh, back to what I saw on Friday. Uh, the players were broken up into two teams, Team White and Team Black, and they played a scrimmage, a simulated game with officials, timekeepers, penalties, all that. Uh, in the end, Team Black beat Team White 6-4. to Samuel Fagamo uh, had a hat trick for Team Black, but no hats thrown on the ice. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure you can throw a hat on the ice there at the uh, the practice facility at the... Uh, Toyota Performance Center. That There's a net that goes all the way up where the stands are. And then at one end, it's all glass. And then the other end is, uh, you know, you can't go there as members of the public. So anyway, uh, Samuel Fagamo with the hat trick for Team Black to help them get the victory. Uh, I'm not going to really break down or scrutinize uh, too much that I saw. I don't think it's fair, uh, especially for the players that were just drafted to Kind of you know critique their performance on one scrimmage, maybe if I had been there the whole week, I could give you a better idea of that, but uh, that just wasn't possible for me unfortunately. I was happy to get out there and at least see the scrimmage on Friday. I will though make one observation: uh, I did walk away feeling really really good about one thing, and that was Quinton Byfield. Now, he was clearly the best player on the ice. And I know, duh, the guy was the third, or excuse me, the second overall pick in the 2020 draft. He is clearly, he should be the best player on the ice. But my point is, he could have easily said, I don't need this. I'm better than anyone here. I'm not going to take this seriously. I'm just going to cruise through this. But he didn't. Uh, He was skating hard. He was competing. He was battling on the boards. Uh, He was clearly trying to get better. And I think that says a lot about him. It's probably why he was the number two overall pick in the draft, because guys like that never miss an opportunity to try and get better. And, uh, you know, keep our fingers crossed that Quinton has a fully healthy training camp and preseason and is ready to go hit the ground running Uh, after getting a taste of the NHL last season, really excited to see what he can do this coming year and uh, to kind of fulfill all the expectations uh, that a lot of Kings fans have for him, or at least show that, you know, show a little bit more, show a little bit more of a playmaking uh, quality about him, put the puck in the net a few more times. But uh, I I walked away with that uh, as one of my big impressions of what I saw in that scrimmage on Friday. Quentin Byfield was flying around the ice everywhere and, uh, and was competing. And you could understand why a player of that stature in a rookie camp uh, or not a, even a rookie camp, a developmental camp, might you know, kind of cruise through it, but uh, he did not. And I thought that says a lot about him and was a good sign for him going forward. Uh, one other thing that certainly struck me about this is how good the Kings are and how much young talent they really have. Um, and in, in a way, it kind of made me sad a little bit to know that uh, some of these guys are not going to be on the Kings in maybe the not too distant future. I mean, there's just so much young talent the Kings have, and they're just not enough spots available for all these pieces. And it's a great problem to have. Believe me, uh, the, the Kings are, are very happy uh, w- with these players, but um, you know, we know that eventually this is kind of the cycle of things in hockey, especially for, for good organizations. Um, you know, you win a couple of Stanley cups, hopefully, and then the roster gets a little older and then you start to fall off, and then you start to ship pieces out and restock the system with players you've acquired and draft picks. And those draft picks become the core of your team, and hopefully the cycle starts all over again. So that's that's where the Kings are right now. Um, on the upswing uh, with some obviously very good NHL players, and then it's being supplemented by the young guys that are coming in, hopefully that grow into very good NHL players as well. But I just, I mean, you look at all the young talent the Kings have, there's no way that all these guys are going to be able to fit in. Uh, there's just not, there's only a certain number of spots for a certain number of players. And uh, look, there's some of these guys, certainly you can let them ripen on the vine, have them play in the AHL and get more and more experience there and then call them up when you can. But I think there's also a realization that at some point, some of these guys that maybe you've kind of fallen in love with um maybe Used as pieces to bring in other pieces that we need to kind of finish things off. Maybe those last few pieces to, to you know, finalize a Stanley Cup winning caliber roster where the Kings likely are not there at this point. But again, it is a great problem to have to have a lot of really good young players in your system. Um, so now that development camp is over, uh, what? is coming up next what are we looking forward to as we we kind of cross these markers as we approach the upcoming season well up next is a rookie camp in september how is rookie camp different from development camp well development camp is is, uh, like i said there's there's players that have just been drafted these guys are all going back to college or to junior they're they're not going to you know get a sniff of any professional hockey for next year Um, and then there's other guys who are invited who knows what happens with them but the rookie camp in September, I think it's in early to mid-September, these are the players that have more of a chance to be NHL rookies for the upcoming season. Guys like Sam Fagamo, who had the hat trick in that game that I was at, uh, Tyler Madden, Akil Thomas, Helgi Grands, uh, Alex Turcotte, uh, uh Brant Clark, those type of guys who have not broken into the NHL yet but are kind of on the cusp of getting there. Uh, a lot of those guys will be making up the rookie team at rookie camp, and then those players will compete against other NHL teams' rookies uh, for a few games, and that will be uh, the part of rookie camp that is coming up in, I believe, early to mid September. So that is then followed by training camp in September, where you've got all the Kings veterans obviously coming back and joining in on that, as well as some of the younger players, and uh, that will help to determine um, some of those final roster spots in the Kings lineup. So I think there's going to be great competition at training camp this year for what we're going to do specifically uh, on the third line and the third pairing defense uh, as well, or I should say fourth line probably for the Kings. Um, And then we've got the preseason. Preseason starts in late September. Uh, If you haven't seen it, the preseason schedule is out. Uh, Kings play at the Sharks in their first preseason game. And then finally, uh, the Kings will open up the 2022-23 regular season at home against the Vegas Golden Knights. That is October 11th. Before you know it, the season will be here and we'll be, be ready to go. But this is kind of the, the development camp is kind of the first marker. And then you got rookie camp, training camp, preseason, and then the NHL regular season. Again, can't wait for the season to get started already, but we do still have some time and some some things to get to. Uh, until we get to the start of the season you want to place a bet by the way on the l.a. kings to win the stanley cup or a bet on anything else if you would like to get your wager on i would invite you to visit our friends at betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including major league baseball which is going on right now also, uh, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts and news this season. betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MMA, boxing and golf. We got the uh, the Open Championship going on this weekend. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. We continue our look at the LA Kings recent picks in the NHL entry draft in Montreal. We talked about the Kings first pick 51st overall Jack Hughes. If you missed that, uh, check out Thursday's podcast real quick on uh, Jack Hughes, my first time to get to see him in person on Friday. And uh, guess what? The scouting reports actually uh, know what they're talking about. A lot of the things I had heard about Jack Hughes. I saw uh, with my own eyes, um, a lot of talk about his hockey sense, a lot of talk about his puck skills, and his hands, and that certainly was on display uh, in the development camp. Um, and I like that he's got a little swagger to his game. Uh, there were a couple times he tried some between the legs moves that uh, they didn't exactly work out. But just the fact that he uh, is very comfortable in trying to be creative and those types of things uh, certainly speaks about his game. I think that uh, you know you have a there's a there's a tendency when you get into something like this and you, you go up against a guy like a Quentin Byfield or uh, Tobias Bornfoot or somebody like that, maybe you pull back on the reins a little bit, but I I thought that Jack Hughes, uh, at least from what I saw, uh, didn't, didn't look scared, uh, did not look uh, intimidated, didn't hold back was aggressive and creative, and uh, I think that bodes well for him. He's a little bit bigger than I thought he would be. I know there's a lot of talk about him getting bigger and stronger, and that's the case for pretty much all of these 18-year-olds. But um, he was a little bit bigger than I thought, but does need to get a little bit more tougher along the boards, just from what I saw in, in, a, in a one scrimmage. But the hands, the, uh, the puck skills, uh, and the hockey sense that uh, people have raved about with him uh, certainly was on display. Uh, so that was fun to see. So today we're going to take a closer look at the Kings' two fourth-round picks, uh, the second and third players selected in this year's draft by the Kings. Now the Kings did have a third-round pick, but they traded it to Tampa Bay for an extra fourth pick, 103rd overall, also an extra sixth-round pick. We'll talk about later. But with that pick at 103, uh, the Kings selected center Kenny Connors from Dubuque in the U.S. Hockey League. He's six foot, 199 pounds. From Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, he is scheduled to play at the University of Massachusetts next season. Connors had 56 points in 61 games this past season, but was unranked by NHL Central Scouting. Um, So what are they saying about Kenny Connors? Well, let's start with one of the most important opinions, and that is one of the guys who selected Kenny Connors in the draft. That is King's Director of Amateur Scouting, Mark Unetti, who said uh, that uh, they really liked Kenny Connors' defensive game. He says he's got straight line speed to go along with power, and he started to show a nose for the net, and we saw growth in multiple areas of his game. Corey Pronman of The Athletic said about Connors that he is a good-sized center who skates well and is responsible defensively. He has some offensive touch, but his overall skill level doesn't really dazzle and will be a main hurdle as a pro. Chris Peters of Flow Hockey said that... uh, Kenny Connors plays with good pace and energy, and has enough skill to suggest some greater offensive upside. And Dubuque assistant coach Evan Dixon told Hockey Royalty about Kenny Connors, who he coached in Dubuque. Uh, Kenny's a 200-foot player. He, he relies on, or he, or he uh, is relied on in all situations. His size, strength, and his skating ability are what allow him to be an asset in so many situations. Uh, he often plays against the other team's top lines, which adds even more credibility to his offensive output. This season so again that is some some uh comments about the king's first fourth round selection 103rd overall kenny connor center from dubuque in the u.s hockey league the other fourth round pick for the la kings uh was a left-handed defenseman angus booth he was taken with the 116th overall pick he played for shawinigan in the quebec major junior hockey league he's six foot 177 pounds and unlike kenny connor's who looks like he has a he has an nhl body now uh angus booth from what i saw and i know black is slimming he did play for team black he looks like he needs to put on a little little strength and and weight like i said they're 18 years old of course they do but he he did have a a slight frame from what i saw Uh, he is from montreal Uh, he was a top four defenseman for a shawinigan team that won the quebec major junior hockey league title Uh, he played on both the power play and the penalty kill he had one goal and 22 assists in 42 games that was a 20-point improvement from his previous season where he had just three points in 33 games. Uh, now, according to Mark Iannetti, um the Kings director of amateur scouting, he said that Booth was had an excellent first half of the season but then suffered a couple of high ankle sprains. He fought hard to work himself back into the lineup on a good team, but then got hurt again. Said he would have been drafted higher if not for the injuries and the missed time. Uh, he said he likes his character that he showed in battling back from injuries, which is, of course is something that happens to pretty much all hockey players at some point or another. Uh, he also uh, liked that he helped the team win a championship. Corey Pronman of The Athletic said about Booth, he's a mobile defenseman with some skill who was an important two-way defenseman for Shawinigan. He has some talent, but I wouldn't say his offensive uh, touch pops. And while he defends well in junior, the question will be whether he can stand out at either end of the rink to carve out an NHL role. And NHL Central Scouting's Jean-Francois Danfousse said about Booth, he, he is a quality two-way guy reliable defensively and has a good first pass. So those are some of the comments about uh, the two fourth round picks by the LA Kings, uh, Kenny Connors, the center Dubuque from Dubuque in the U S hockey league and left-handed defenseman, Angus Booth from Shewinigan in the Quebec major junior hockey league. Uh, And two things to me stood out about these two players as far as where they were selected. And if you believe the experts, and I have no reason not to, um, this draft this past year was a bit of a down draft. Uh, And I think that showed in the Kings philosophy of how they drafted after Jack Hughes with the two fourth round picks. Um, They went for two players who have a lot of potential. Um, But, uh, you know, have issues for Kenny Connors, Uh, He's a guy who made a big step forward from the previous year to last year. uh, And that's probably part of the reason why he wasn't ranked by central scouting. And he has good size and the Kings are hoping banking on him taking another step forward this coming year. Again, you look at a player wasn't really all that highly thought of, but had a big jump in, in one season to the next if he can make that leap again next season, now you're suddenly you're looking at a legitimate NHL caliber prospect. So we'll see if he can continue that arc that he's on. Same thing goes for Angus Booth. uh, But for different reasons, he had a lot of injuries um, and had he played more minutes um, than he obviously could have showed more uh, also playing on a really good team hurt him when he, when he got injured, um, and was out of the lineup for a while that, that Shewingan was so good that some of the players that kind of stepped in to fill his role made it more difficult for him to get back in the lineup at a certain point so it, it, had he played on a lesser team, this is a guy that would have got a lot more minutes and a lot more significant time as far as playing on the top pairing, getting power play minutes, but because he was playing on such a good deep team. That hurt his numbers a little bit, but still a 20-point improvement from the season before. So this is another guy who had took a big jump from the year before to last season. And the Kings are hoping if he can do that again the coming season, not a 20-point improvement, but again, show that he's on an arc that is trending up, uh, that this is a guy that can also be a legitimate uh, NHL-caliber prospect at some point. So I did want to check uh, some history of the draft for the LA Kings when it comes to taking players in the fourth round and um, not bad. Uh, The fourth round selections recently for the LA Kings are all guys that either have potential or uh, are at the NHL level now. Uh, In 2015, Austin Wagner was the fourth round pick of the Kings in 2016. Jacob Moverari was selected by the Kings in 2017. Mikey Anderson, a fourth round pick for the Kings. That certainly hit. And In 2019, one of my personal favorites, Jordan Spence, uh, a fourth-round pick of the L.A. Kings. And Jordan Spence, uh, I thought, was the Kings' best-looking defenseman at the uh, development camp. Uh, he, he I, I I, got a bit of a man crush on Jordan Spence, I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure where he eventually will, will fit in, um, but I, I'm a big fan of Jordan Spence, uh, and he looked really good at the development camp. Uh, some other fourth-round picks looking uh, more historically at the Kings. Um, how about 2007, uh, two fourth round picks for the Kings, Dwight King and Alec Martinez. That's not bad. Especially Martinez obviously was, uh, so instrumental in helping the, the team win two Stanley cups. And Dwight King certainly was a contributor as well. So not, not a bad a couple of fourth round picks there in 2007. Uh, some guy named Rob Blake, uh, in 1988 was a fourth round selection. I'd say that one worked out. I'd say that one worked out. And, uh, for you older Kings fans, The fourth-round pick in 1980, Bernie Nichols. Do I have time for my Bernie Nichols story here? Uh, I don't. I don't have time. I have a Bernie Nichols story. I actually played in a hockey game with Bernie Nichols, and it's one of my uh, most disappointing (laughs) moments as a hockey player. We'll share that at some point, I'm sure, going forward, but uh, yeah, I have a Bernie Nichols story. Long story short, he set me up for a glorious goal, and I choked. I blew it. Coming up in just a second, we have a little fun segment as well as some LA Kings-related news and notes. But just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. In some Kings-related news, forward Martin Furk and defenseman Austin Strand and Christian Wallanen are leaving the Kings family. Furk signed a one-year, two-way deal with the St. Louis Blues. Strand is headed to Anaheim. And Wallanen is signed with the Vancouver Canucks. Furk, known for his three-letter last name with no vowels, FRK, uh, is 28 years old. He joined the Kings organization in 2019. Native of the Czech Republic, played 58 games for the Reign last season, leading the team in goals with 40 which was second in the AHL. Uh, he played six games with two goals for the Kings last season. The 25-year-old Strand played 32 games for the Ontario Reign, eight with the Kings last season. He's been in the Kings system since 2018. And the 27-year-old Willannon played 37 games for the Ontario Reign and eight for the Kings last season. He had been in the Kings organization since two, uh, since 2020. Uh, real quick on Martin Furk. Um, you know, uh, he was a guy that uh, I think a lot of Kings fans liked. I, I've always heard good things about him. He's just one of those guys that is a really good AHL player and kind of a marginal NHL player. Um, Could the Kings have pulled him up and put him on the fourth line and just let him play all season. And he probably would have put up some respectable numbers because he can, he can put the puck in the net, obviously scoring 40 goals in the AHL, but at 28 years of age, the Kings have better younger options that can probably fill that same role with the same production and get more NHL experience. So Martin Furk was a fun little player in the Kings organization. I think a, a lot of Kings fans uh, enjoyed his time with the organization, but he is moving on and we wish him the best of luck in St. Louis. Finally, I tease this as a weekly off season feature, but this is our first edition of name that King uh, kind of a little bit of trivia uh, for some of you. I think maybe it'll be fun to figure out who this player is. And for some of you that may are younger, uh, maybe you get a chance to learn a little bit about the history of the Kings. But uh, so here's the, uh, the trivia question, name that King, uh, so we talked about fourth round picks earlier in this show by the LA Kings. One name I left off is this player. Uh, this, this LA King was selected in the fourth round in, tw- in, in the year 2000. Uh, he's, he's a 5'10 native of Slovakia and played defense and was named to the NHL's all-rookie team. He was also an all-star as a king in 2007. He would be traded by the LA Kings to the Edmonton Oilers for Jarrett Stoll and Matt Green. That, that should... Uh, that should tip it off for a lot of you. Uh, He later became a rare NHL player that laced up the skates for both the Kings and the Ducks. As a matter of fact, he scored the first ever hat trick by a defenseman in Anaheim Ducks history. Finished his NHL career with the Islanders before returning to his native Slovakia to play in the KHL. He also played in four different Olympics. This former King retired from hockey in 2016 at the age of 39. Name that King. The answer is, did you know it? Lubomir Viznovsky. Lubomir Viznovsky. Little guy, uh, fan favorite, real scrappy, fun little player for the LA Kings. If you if you are a Kings fan of a certain age, you remember Lubo Lubomir Viznovsky. Hey, to keep up to date on this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnLAKings. If you would like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts on the Kings or this show, the email address is LockedonEddy. At gmail.com. Locked on Eddie, E D D I E, at gmail.com. I am planning at some point to have a uh, listener email segment on a future show, so perhaps we'll read one of your emails. Uh, and again, the Twitter account is at Locked on LA Kings. I, I was able to post some video and pictures from the Kings final day of development camp earlier today. Coming up on Monday's episode, we'll update you on any Kings news that develops from over the weekend, and again, take a closer look at a couple more recent la kings draft picks thanks for making locked on la kings your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on nhl locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things nhl all year long stay up to date on everything in hockey locked on nhl your daily 30-minute nhl podcast thank you very much for listening to locked on la kings i'm eddie garcia have a great weekend and as always go kings go